Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I'll look and see how our straight-up picks did, but I never go back and tabulate, oh, how did we do against the spread? Right. It's kind of a, a surprise for me on Thursday, and today it was a pleasant surprise because I was 8-8 eight and, eight and you were 6-10. and ten. Suck it! Well, that was last week when I had COVID. The only good news was I outdid Chris in the spread competition, even though I never check, I don't tabulate, I don't follow it. I find out on Thursday morning, and to my chagrin, I see that last week... Chris was 8 and 8 against the spread and I was 6 and 10. Chris now has a one game lead over me against the spread. We both suck straight up. I am clinging to a one game lead. Best bets, I now have a one game lead Man. because Chris was 0 and 3 last week. We really are in do the opposite territory and these are our best plays of the week and we suck. Thank you. Hello. All right, so do we have to do the rest of the pod? Do you want to just call it quits and just say the hell with it? Yeah, no, yeah, because we do it and then and then bet the opposite, uh, right? So I mean, we earnestly and authentically and genuinely give our picks and then and then they can take that knowledge and bet the opposite and they will be doing well against the spread, doing well with our best bets. Ooh. Straight up is the only category in which we know a little bit about what we're doing and we split last week. I picked the Packers to beat the Lions. You picked the Saints to beat the Bucks. We disagreed on those two games. We split, so I still have a one-game lead straight up, which is the only one, frankly, that I care about. I'm, All right. We're getting, we're I'm going to rebound here. here. I'm going to get it going. I'm, I'm going to get on a hot streak. I definitely am. I'm, I'm still like, oh, my well, gosh, with Patrick Mahomes and the, the Chiefs and the way they played, and he could have scored at the end and all that. That could have been my one victory last week with the with the best bets. So I need to rebound big time. It was 17-0. It was 17 nothing. I'd have been 2-1. and one. That was one of my best bets as well. I yeah. would have been 2-1. and one. You yep. would have been 1-2. and two. And they were up 17 nothing. The foot came off the gas pedal, and then at the end he slid instead of scoring. So thanks for nothing, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. But 
I will point this out. Yes. There was a time during the early games on Sunday where, based upon what the scores were, I was looking at our picks and I thought, this is going to be a fucking disaster. I mean, it was bad. And a lot of teams had to turn it around to save us from what would have been a lot worse than 11-5 and five straight up. A lot worse than 11-5 and five straight up. So uh, it, it got pretty dark there, and I was ready to blame it all on the COVID, but the COVID ended up going 11-5 and five straight up, 6-10 and 10 against the spread. Oh, well, shit happens. This week I'm healthy, so I have no excuses. A lot, lot of evidence of, you know, you yelled at Pete like four weeks ago for sending the results on a Monday for our picks. And a lot of evidence so far that, one, you talk about it on Mondays when you, like, when you win. Uh, yeah, yeah, fuck you too, okay? And then, two, here's more evidence today that you were checking the scores on Sunday too. So I don't know what to believe of you anymore. I don't know. You're just, no, you no, seem no, like no, no, no. it no. was one of these bullshitters now. I don't know what to think of you. You've no. changed. You've changed. I, <laughs> I, no, I am very aware of our picks during the games because I need to know what to root for, especially the games <laughs> okay. we disagree on. Right. So I was go pack go on Thursday night. And I was all in with the Bucks on Sunday, not because of any affinity for the teams, because we disagreed on those games. I'm always aware of that. I'm always aware of that. We just don't need to talk about it on the Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday shows. We talk about it on Thursdays, regardless of who does well or who doesn't do well. Nobody gives a shit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, you brought it up on two Mondays or Tuesdays in four weeks. You brought it up on the weeks you were winning. You brought it up. So I'm just letting you know. And we got receipts and I got to go to the videotape like Warner Wolf and everybody. You know what you do? Yeah. You know what you do? Yeah. What? With those receipts. Yeah. Fold them up and fold them again and fold them one more time and shove them straight up your ass. Damn. Okay. Hey, the more you fold them, the easier they'll be able to get up there so okay (laughs) there's a certain point where never mind every week this season you can play along with us DraftKings has set up the free 1k florio and sims pick them pool pick every game against the spread for a chance at a one thousand dollar prize pool every week download the DraftKings app click on the pools tab and enter free thousand dollars florio and sims pick them pool to make your picks or visit draftkings.com slash pools and just like us you must enter all of your picks before kickoff of the thursday night game and that's where we begin this week even though the thursday night game sucks but we are going to watch it because it's football, it's on TV, and we get to see how Michaels makes snide comments about the quality of the games that Amazon Prime has gotten for their billion dollars per year. Bears at the Commanders. By the way, four teams are off this week. The Browns, the Bucks, the Chargers, the Seahawks, yes. everybody else playing. I love it. Bears at the Commanders. Minus six, over, under, 44.5. We talked about the game a little bit on PFT Live from the angle of is this it for Matt Eberflus and what are they going to do about Chase Claypool? We talked a little bit about the X's and O's. Now is the time to make the pick. Commander's six-point favorites. Chris, who do you like? Straight up and against the spread. All right. Well, you know, there's two things, and and I think we, you know, both agree on this a little bit. Hey, one, the the product on the field. Two, the psychology off the field leading up to the game, all of that. And I look at it and just go, I think the commanders have the advantage in both areas there. I do. One, I think the commanders are better, all right, on the field, the players, you know, the coaching, all of that. Two, I think the psychology of last week of Washington going, wait, 
We could have beat the Eagles. We even left a few plays on the field and made a few mistakes and still went to overtime with them. And then the other side of that is the Bears and like, oh, geez, you know, we blew a 28 to 7 lead at home against the Broncos, who, you know, their defense has been pitiful and everything like that. So I, I actually think that's going to kind of be a negative for the Bears. And I think Washington's going to be able to stick out their chest and go, wait, we kind of feel good where we are as a football team. I think you couple that with some of the injuries in the secondary for the Bears. That scares me. You know, I think a lot of that firepower that Washington has on the offensive side of the ball, their offense is creative, does a lot of good things there. And then I I think you know their defense uh, is better than what it's statistically ranked, and I think you know we saw last week they gave Jalen Hurts and, and and some problems there. I think they'll give Justin Fields in this offense some problems as well. I'm going to go Commanders twenty four to seventeen. I always am fascinated by the psychological impact, and I know you one are. loss that can become two losses. Right. The Bears blowing the big lead, having to go on the road, all the dysfunction, the Chase Claypool angle, Matt Eberflus embattled, dysfunction oozing through the organization. Not that the commanders are in a great position either, but they're still in the afterglow of Dan Snyder being exiled from the team. They're 2-2. Two and two. Nobody expected them to be competitive this year. Maybe they still will be. They could be 3-1. and one. There was only really one bad game for the commanders this year against the Bills. Plenty of teams are going to have bad games against the Bills this year I like the commanders in this one just because I feel like the bills the bills the bears same first letter same last letter same number of letters the bears are just crumbling and I don't think a short week is quick enough to turn it around you know we saw the best work from this bears coaching staff when they had extra time to get ready for a Monday night game against the New England Patriots last year that's the last time they've won they've lost 14 in a row I think one loss becomes two, 14 becomes 15, Washington 30-17 to 17 on Thursday Night Football, and I can't wait to hear what Al Michaels has to say about getting a stinker like this so early in the season. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. 30-17 shouldn't be that bad, or 24-17 shouldn't be that bad. So, well, you know, and Justin Fields running and those weapons on that Washington offense, hopefully it'll lead to, you know, some big plays and at least an exciting watch. All right, we go to Sunday morning for the second straight week. Early game, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. You sound like you're from London. Bills host the Jaguars. Jaguars' second straight game in England. The Bills are favored by five and a half points. 88% of the spread money, according to DraftKings, is on the Buffalo Bills. Chris, the Bills have looked good since that week one debacle against the Jets. Do they keep it going, and do they cover that five-and-a-half-point spread? The Bills are, I think, the the team I look at right now, and you you heard me say this earlier today, I think other than the the 49ers, right, the last three weeks I would go the Bills have probably been the second-best team in football. I mean, they've been pretty dominant on both sides. You know, the defense is, I think, the thing that's really impressive. You know, they're deep. They're talented on their front four. The two middle linebackers they got, Milano and Bernard, are special that way. They're playing at a really high level. And then on top of that, right, like Jacksonville – Jacksonville's offense has not really gotten going yet. It hasn't got there yet. 
So that's where it, it's hard for me to sit there and go, ooh, this is the week Jacksonville is going to get it together against this group, the way Buffalo is playing. I don't know about that. I don't. I respect Jacksonville, but they just haven't found that, you know, that stride yet. The Bills' offense is on fire. Their O-line, I think, is as good as it's been, really, in the Josh Allen era. We're seeing consistent production from Gabe Davis and some other guys that are getting involved. So it's not just Allen and Diggs. Right, so I like all of that. I'm going to go with the Bills winning the football game, but I, not by so much that they're going to cover this spread. I'm going 24-20 Bills. Uh, I don't know. I just always kind of feel in these London games, offense is always a little harder for whatever reason, and teams don't seem to hit on all cylinders on that side of the ball as often. So uh, I'm going to keep this one a little closer than maybe the spread makers think. This one is a tough one because, as we mentioned on PFT Live, there's an experimental aspect to it. The Jaguars, for the first time ever, playing consecutive games in London. They've been there yeah, all week. Right. Is that a distraction? Will yeah. they be out seeing the sights, having a pint or two or three or four? That scares Bill's me. Going I'm glad you brought it up. Right. Yeah. And and so I this is one where I wouldn't touch from a best bet standpoint because I don't know how they're going to respond to being there all week. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's worse. We'll find out. And it's the Bills. The Bills are clicking right now. I got 28-20. Just gut feeling, pasta and meatballs. The Bills have looked really good lately. The offense is balanced. Josh Allen is doing Josh Allen things. The defense has played better. Von Miller may be back. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. He's back practicing. He's suggested that he's going to play. But you know what? He's been writing some checks about when he's going to be back from that tour in ACL that haven't been that they've been bouncing so far. So I'll believe he's back when I see it, but that would just add something to that defense. If he is able to come back. And I just think the bills win this one, 28 to 20 and the Jaguars would fall to two and three, but their division kind of wide open. They could withstand this loss and still get into the race. The bills trying to keep pace with the dolphins after that big win last week. So I like Buffalo in this one. All right, let's pivot to one o'clock Eastern. On Sunday, the Falcons back from London used to be you always had the bye week after playing in London, but they've been doing away with that lately just because I think they're envisioning a future where maybe there'll be a team there and you can't always have a bye after you go to to England and play and then come home. So the Falcons are home after the long trip back and forth. The Texans are hot winning two in a row. The Falcons are still favored in this by two, even though the Texans have looked pretty damn good the past couple of weeks. They beat. The Jaguars by 20. They beat the Steelers by 24. The Falcons look kind of lifeless and listless, and the offense isn't good, and I see given two, and it's like, what am I missing over under 41? Chris, are you feeling the same way I am? Yeah. That maybe Vegas has this this spread a little bit wrong. Well, I think it's a really even matchup. I do. And, and I think also what plays into it, Atlanta being home, and Atlanta's been pretty tough at home now going into last year and, of course, even this year here. So I think that's probably playing a part in it. Right, maybe a little bit of the rookie quarterback. How are they going to handle two wins in a row? I don't know. They all play in a part of it, and I think another thing too is hey, this Atlanta defense. They are real. That that's for sure. Right. Uh, I've gone back and forth with this football game, and you know I'm a, I'm a believer in the Texans a little bit. Right. Last week I know I picked the Steelers, but I just said I said I this is a game I can see the Texans winning this game. I stated that clearly. I think I picked the Steelers to win by a point or whatever. I just was chicken to pick the Texans. Wasn't totally bought in on the culture there. And just can they win a tough game like that against a Steelers football team? They showed me something. 
You know, the D is a real pain in the ass, as we've talked about. Uh, they got some young talent that is better than I expected. We know D'Amico Ryans is a good coach. And C.J. Stroud continues to amaze me and awe me. It's special what he's doing right now. He is awesome. I have a little bit of a man crush, and he's already, I think, one of my more favorite quarterbacks in all of the NFL. I kind of went back and forth on this. This will not be a best bet here. It's a low-scoring, tough defensive football game. I'm going to go with the Texans, though, because of what you said. I don't trust Atlanta's offense. I don't trust Desmond Ritter. And I don't know, I don't see anything that tells me it's about to turn the corner. I'm going to go with the hot hand on C.J. Stroud in this Texas team, 20-17. to 17. Yeah, I think sometimes we can overcomplicate football, and I try to keep it as simple as often as possible. And quarterback imbalance is the most simple factor to look at. C.J. Stroud is the real deal. Desmond Ritter, all due respect, is not. He's done nothing to make anyone say he's the real deal. And there's a big gap between Stroud and Ritter. And that's it for me. I look at this and I say, Falcons minus two. What the hell is wrong with this picture? The Texans are the better team. The Texans have the far better quarterback. The Texans are rolling. They're confident. They're clicking. They go in and win 27 to 23 over the Atlanta Falcons. And this one is under serious consideration for me as a best bet because I I just don't believe in the Falcons right now, and they seem to be stubborn about things. Arthur Smith is stubborn about it, defiant about it. They need to be thinking about Taylor Heineke because, frankly, Desmond Ritter, no matter how hard they try to will him to be the answer, I just don't think he's going to be the answer. I could be wrong, but based on what we've seen so far, I don't think I will be. All right, Panthers at the Lions. Lions getting a couple of extra days to get ready for this one. Not that they need it. The Lions are 10-point favorites against the Panthers, who are 0-4. Lions starting to take charge of the division. Lions in a position to be thinking about the one seed with their quality of schedule. While these other teams cannibalize each other, the Lions could end up as the team that hosts every game in the postseason and gets the bye week. But the challenge is don't lose the games you should win. Chris, do the Panthers have a chance in this one? And more importantly, do you think the Lions cover the 10-point spread with an over-under of 44.5? Well, I originally wrote down 27-17, and then I looked at the spread, and then I made it 28-17. to All right, so I'm going with the Lions here. One, the same old story. I, the Panthers' offense, what? Okay, great. And you're not going to be able to run the ball in this Detroit defense. That's one thing that we've seen a difference between last year and this year. Detroit, good luck running the ball. They're legit up front. They're hard to move. You know, they got it going in that, that department. So, And then I go, the Panthers pass offense, you know I have no faith in that right now. So between that and then, okay, I look at the other side, and we know the Lions offense has everything. It's got answers for everything. It really does. You know, and, and then I think one on top of that, you know I respect the Panthers' defense. They're a pain in the butt. They got some talent. Their one issue, though, is they're not great at stopping the run. Teams have run the ball on them a little bit. And that's what's scary about Detroit, who leads the league in, hey, we will run, but they lead the league in play-action passes. I don't know if they actually lead it, but they're always, always up the top of football in that department. I think that's a tough combination. I do. You know, and like you said, extra time, all that. I'm going 28-17 Lions. Yeah, I feel bad for the Panthers. Look, it's a process. People have already been asking me, did they pick the wrong quarterback? And it's unfair after only four games to come to these kinds of conclusions. But C.J. Stroud has looked great. Anthony Richardson has looked great. He missed a game with a concussion, but he has looked great. And 
grand scheme of things, it's not like you get five years to figure it out. Bryce Young has got to find a way to slow the game down, be effective, win some football games. This is a tough spot for him. Good spot for the Lions. All the things. 34-17. Oh, yep, okay. okay. Jamison Williams back. Right. I don't know how much they're going to use him, but I just, I just feel like the Lions understand they've weathered the early season storm. They've won their two primetime games. They are ready for primetime. The challenge for a team that is on the verge of becoming great is to win the games they're supposed to, not by a field goal, but convincingly. And I think the Lions will 34 to 17. No, I, I hear you there. I hear you. And, and I think they are a team that, you know, is, is going to continue to play at a high level. Uh, and, and, you know, back to the Bryce Young thing, you know, all the things or the people that were worried about Bryce Young and, and all the negatives we kind of brought up during the draft. Yeah, so far, th- that's kind of the overarching story. That, that, that's it. Yeah, he's small. He plays small. His arm is not very strong. He's not as fast as everybody thought he was. It's easy to be fast when you're worried about all Alabama's weapons and you got the greatest pass protection and all this movement and everything there. So that they, I don't care what they say. They got to be concerned because the other two are showing to be freaks and their guy looks nothing like a freak right now. Nothing like that at all. In fact, it's borderline whether he looks a starting quarterback caliber right now. And what makes it even more amazing, we got to move to the next game, but what makes it more amazing is the NFL is the ultimate copycat league, and we would think that last year's issues with Tua Tonga-Vailoa would have been enough to scare the Panthers away from a smaller guy that could get thrown around, could get injured, but I think the owner fell in love with him, and that was that. Okay, that's that for that game. This one is a tough one. Oh, my gosh, right? Titans are favored by a point and a half. Which Titans team is going to show up? The one that loses 27-3 or the one that wins 27-3? I have no idea, Chris. Help me with this one. I already have my pick. I'm just doing it for effect. Help me understand this game. Help me help you. Uh, I hear you. It is a tough one. Because, one, it feels like both of these teams are kind of comfortable being in a close kind of defensive, low-scoring football game, right? So you, you, go, you, go, you go, okay, I can see that game being that way. And usually I always pick Tennessee in those type of games because I go, that, that's, they want to play football like that. I think my big thing here is you know, the Titans offense – seems to be coming along a little bit here, right? I mean, we saw like a run game get going last week, and and we are seeing Tannehill and the pass game have moments. I'm not ready to write home and go, oh, damn, they're they're legit and they got it going here. But, you know, I think with, with this matchup in particular, right, they struggled against, who was it, the Browns defense? And the Browns we know are kind of special. This ain't, the, the, the Colts are not the Browns. All right. I, I think that. And then here's the other thing, too. I look at it and go, it starts still with the run game with the Colts. That's how they want to stress you out. They want to get you to defend that. And Tennessee is phenomenal at stopping the run. And I just don't think this is a game yet quite where Anthony Richardson can take over with his arm and throw the ball and beat them that way. I'm going to take the Titans 23 to 20 on the road. One of the reasons I'm concerned about this one is Jonathan Taylor is back at practice. He fully participated on Wednesday. Shane Steichen, the head coach, said, we'll see. We'll see how practice goes. Practice went well. Full participation. No talk about a trade because nobody's interested. Nobody at this point is even close to offering the Colts anything remotely in the ballpark of what they want. So love the one you're with. Work it out. Get through the season. But 
I agree with you. This Titans defense, and we just don't know what team is going to show up. I've got Titans 24-21. Same thought process as you. We've seen the Titans win in Indy. The, the Colts have looked good, though. They're 2-2. Two and two. They had that great comeback last week. And, and you know, are the Titans going to ping-pong back and forth, bad to good, bad to good? That's what they've done. This week would be bad analytics. I just feel like they break the cycle. Mike Vrabel gets them ready, 24-21. This is a big game in a division that is wide open with all four teams at 2-2. Two and two. I think the Titans win, but... I have no strong feeling about it. This will not be a best bet. I would not touch this one with a penny of my money. Not that I bet anyway, but this is the one I would avoid this week because I have no idea what's going to happen. All right, Giants at the Dolphins. The biggest spread of the week, 11-point favorites are the Dolphins over the Giants who have had the wheels come off lately. Short week, 11 sacks on Monday night against the Seahawks. The over-under is 48.5, and 93% of the spread money, according to DraftKings, is on the Dolphins, even with that 11-point bulge. Now, what's going to happen is the Sharps are going to swoop in and take the Giants and drive it down to 9.5, like happened last week with the Jets-Chiefs game. Chris, are you with the Sharps, or are you with the people who believe that the Dolphins can win this game by 11 or more points? Is it Sharps? Is that what they call it? Uh Sharp. Sharp, sharp, I not shark. I, sharps. I don't think I ever knew that. I don't know if I ever knew that. I thought I think I think I've always thought it do. was shark. I always like, hey, yeah, I don't know why. I always thought it was. Um, okay, well, one that was embarrassing by the Giants' offense. That's the first thing. So it's hard for me to think that that won't be a highly motivated group here. Two off of that. The Dolphins' defense has been disappointing to this point this year. I mean, we've seen, you know, really everybody move the ball on them. Even the Broncos in the 70-20, to 20, they, they left plays and yards out there. They, they should have had more, too. You know, but but so, so that I look at the Giants and I go, I think they can move the ball and keep it respectable against this Dolphins' defense. I do. Now, the other side to me is where it's really interesting. The Giants love the blitz. They're aggressive as hell. They always have a few new wrinkles with how aggressive they are. So you go, oh, wait, when they bring this blitz, we should have this guy here by everything we do. But, like, Wink Martindale's good at, like, self-scouting thyself. And, you know, they'll bring that blitz and you prepare for it. But then they have a guy drop off, drop out this week because they're like, oh, we know this team likes to throw it right here. So we're going to have a guy drop there or whatever. They're, they're, the Giants' defense is way better than the statistics bear out. You know, as I said to you earlier today, the 49ers game was 17-12 halfway through the third quarter. The defense kept them in it. The game the other night was 14 to 3 and about to be 14 to 10 because the defense kept them in it and let's not forget the Seahawks created a short field for one of their their scores there early in the game to get to 14. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Dolphins, of course, to win the game, but I'm going to have the Giants cover the spread. I think you're going to get a last-ditch, desperate, kind of best performance they can possibly give, 27-17 Dolphins. I got 30-20. to 20. Same idea, same thought process. 11 is too much. That extra point is the trap, and it's worked for 93% of the spread money. People just assume the Giants were horrible on Monday night, they're going to continue to be horrible. But as you said, the defense is good. The offense, I assume, I assume that 
that bottoming out, that's a wake-up call. And it gets back to the psychology of the game. I think the Giants will be better offensively. The Dolphins reeling a little bit after having their bubble burst in Buffalo. I think 30-20. to 20. Dolphins win. Giants cover. That just feels right with this one. Next up, Saints at the Patriots. Patriots embattled coach Bill Belichick. One and three. Saints at two and two. Patriots favored by only one point at home with an over-under of 40. Chris, do the Patriots get to two and three? This is a tough one here. I'm I'm interested to see who you're going to pick here because right now we've picked the same ones. And I thought for sure, I thought you would go Atlanta and me picking Houston was going to be you know, a, a, a different one here. So we're, we're both on the same page with a lot of these here. I think I look at it like this. You know, um, the Patriots offense, a little bit like we were just talking about, embarrassing what they did last week, like certainly going to be a week where I kind of look at it like they'll right the ship a little bit here. You know, I think their offensive line is getting healthier. It's a good, good Saints defense, but it's not great. It's not, you know, and then on the other side where I really think the Patriots have a big advantage on the defense versus the, the New Orleans offense, where I am a little worried, of course, is the secondary, that the Patriots are banged up there. And the fact that, yeah, we got some weapons in the past game with the New Orleans Saints, but weapons that they can't seem to ever really get going here. And you know my thought. It's a little bit like the Bengals. It's basic West Coast bullshit that Bill Belichick's going to be all over a lot of their crap. So I'm going Patriots here, 19-17, to 17, winning a close one at home. You have the two teams scoring more than I do. I just don't believe in either of these offenses. The stat of the week for me is Alvin Kamara catching 13 passes for 33 yards. That's never happened before. The previous low for that many receptions was James Wilder with 71 yards. 33 yards on 13 catches. The same offense isn't working. The Patriots offense isn't working. I've got 13 to 9 Patriots. This is just one of those Bill Belichick hot seat. He knows it, even if no one's going to have the nerve to ask him about it. Got to get a win while you can. Too many tough games on the schedule. If they blow this one, holy shit, they may go 3-14. and 14. They need this one, and they'll get it 13-9. to nine. All right. Interesting game. 100 miles up the road from me. Pittsburgh, 34th meeting all time between John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin. Pittsburgh Steelers. It goes from panic to, okay, we'll be fine. Panic. Okay, we'll be fine. Panic! Okay, we'll be fine. Right now, it's panic for the Pittsburgh Steelers as the Ravens come in as four-point favorites in Pittsburgh with an over-under of only 38, the lowest of the week. Chris, do the Ravens win again and move to 4-1, and one, or do the Steelers find a way to press the panic button for now until it's time to panic again? Well, I think they're going to press the panic button. I'm not sold it's going to result in a win. Uh, I'm not there. Now, like uh, the Steelers, you know, as you've mentioned nine million times since we worked together, this is this is a Steelers moment. Play like shit last week, right? They got out physical, out coached, everything, and then this is the week where you go, oh, I count them out. They look like crap, and they come back and win a football game. I I think this is going to be a real good football game. I don't think they're going to win it. I don't. Uh, what, what? Hey, it looks like the Ravens are going to be somewhat healthy on offense. I think the Ravens, I'm hoping after watching that film last week against the Browns, 
their big thing is run the fucking ball. Start there, and then everything will go from there. Right, I think in the first few weeks they were a little bit too like, "Oh, we paid Lamar, we got these receivers, we got to throw the ball, we got Todd Munkin, we got to prove that this was all worth it and all that." Now, just you still got one of the best running schemes and a big physical O line. Run the ball, and all the other stuff will start to happen, and people will be open. the The offense is looking better. I don't have a ton of faith in the Steelers' defense. You know that. I think the Ravens will run on this Steelers' defense, just like the Texans did last week a little too. And I'd have no faith still in the Steelers' offense. I don't. And I think the Ravens' defense is damn good. I'm going Ravens 21-20, close football game. So you got the Steelers covering at least. At least. You're splitting the splitting the baby on this. I am. Threading the needle. Yep. I had an epiphany yesterday about the Steelers' running backs. This was when you were off because you don't work on Wednesdays during the season. Miles Simmons and I were talking about Mike Tomlin's comments about the Steelers not having the physicality necessary against the Houston Texans. They're going to start practicing in pads more often. The pad level was lower for the Texans. Texans were more prepared to match the Steelers and exceed the Steelers when it comes to physicality. It occurred to me, I think one of the reasons why Tomlin is in the Najee Harris camp, even though Najee Harris doesn't have the burst or the acceleration, He's got the toughness. He's got the grit. He's got the physicality that Tomlin wants the rest of the team to emulate. And I think we're going to see Tomlin insist on more Najee Harris. He was one of the only bright spots last week for the Steelers. 71 rushing yards, had one catch for 30-plus yards. Physicality from Najee Harris. We're going to see a lot of it. And this is pasta and meatballs. This is 50 years of living in and around Pittsburgh. This is... A moment that the Steelers rise up and for now put out the fire going into their bye week. This is critical. This is throw everything you have at the wall, everything you've got at the Baltimore Ravens, everything you have to do to get a win before you regroup and refocus and reload for everything that's going to come after the bye week. Steelers win 16-13. Book it. I'm not going to go best bet. But I feel very strong. Uh, this and is you're dead. Don't count. Put Steelers your money win. where your mouth is. This is the kind of win that this, this is the kind of game the Steelers win. There's no guarantees with the Ravens, but this is exactly the kind of game the Steelers win. That's my that's my feeling. All right, break time. Joint collaboration of PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned returns with the late afternoon Sunday games for week five right after this. Around any corner. Within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. While no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. 
with innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today, for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 in pocket, $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code PFTLIVE when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Four o'clock Eastern games are yours as well. We start with the Bengals at the Cardinals. Joe Burrow has called it a must win. He says his calf feels better than it has all year. Minus three is Cincinnati against a Cardinals team that is better than we thought they were going to be because in the offseason, I thought they weren't prioritizing winning in 2023. They've won a game. They've been competitive. Over under a 44 and a half. Do the Bengals avoid falling to one and four and moving dangerously close to being done for 2023? Chris. I think it's a dangerous game, right? Like, I don't, I don't trust the Bengals. I wouldn't bet money on them. I'm going to bet for them to win the football game because of some of the dudes they got in that locker room and the culture they've built over the last two years. But I don't feel comfortable about it. Like, I can see Arizona winning this football game. Arizona's defensive game plans and what they do there are really good, and you're not even going to have to really worry about a run game against the Bengals. And then it's simple offense on that side, right? I think it's a game that that really the Bengals' defense is going to have to help them win the game, and that's kind of what I expect them to do. You know, the Cardinals' offense, as you said just like a minute ago, they've been a pleasant surprise as well. Uh, they're, they're, they're pretty creative, a pain in the butt. You know, if they had a better quarterback, I'd go, ooh, they would have stole some of these games if they let go by. And it's not that he's been bad. He just can't – he doesn't make a lot of plays, and he does miss a few throws every game where I go, damn, you know, that would have been a big chunk there or whatever else. But I I like everything there. I'm going to go with the Bengals just out of desperation, and like I said, they got more talent, and they're going to find a way to win the football game. Uh, 20 to 16, but I think it's going to be ugly. I do. And I think we could be sitting there at one point in the game going, damn, they're down. It's early third quarter. It's 16, 13 Cardinals. Holy crap. Are the Bengals going to lose the whole season right here? I, I would not be shocked if that happened. I got 27, 23, and this is just Bengals needed Cardinals house money all year. And I know the players haven't signed on to this idea that they're not really trying to be good. The players want to win every week. The players are competitive. The coaching staff is competitive. But in the offseason, there were pieces of evidence to point to to say they're not prioritizing winning this year. The Bengals are. The Bengals were expected to be a shortlist contender, and the Bengals have lost three games. And just when it felt like they found their way against the Rams, the wheels came off against the Titans. So I don't know what to make of this team. I agree. They find a way to win just out of raw desperation. I still think their season is in serious jeopardy. Joe Burrow isn't right. The offense isn't taking full advantage of the talent that it has available to it. The league is maybe caught up with the Joe Burrow-led Bengals, but I think they do enough to win this game. Future weeks, not so sure. This week, they get it right, they get to two and three, and they at least stave off full-blown panic and full-blown implosion for another week. So we agree on that one. All right, Eagles at the Rams. The Eagles are 4-0. and 
They're four-and-a-half-point favorites as they go to SoFi Stadium to take on the Rams, who had that big lead, blew it, and then won the game in overtime. Matthew Stafford, heroic performance with the injured hip. He fully participated in practice on Wednesday, so it looks like he's good to go. Maybe Cooper Cup will be back. The over-under is 50-and-a-half. And before that, before, before, before we make our picks, I have to give the Eagles some love. They have figured out how to properly bribe me. Wow. This is the way. Wow. Don't, don't send me jerseys. Don't send me helmets. Don't send me footballs. Send me booze. This is the Bird Gang bourbon and the Bird Gang vodka. Just showed up before the show. What is this so, all uh, about? The Why? next time the Eagles, this is part of their their uh, celebration of their throwback to the Kelly Green jerseys. Gotcha. So, That's uh, cool. The next time they're kicking the shit out of the Vikings, I can drink one of these uh, start to finish. But they're, those are heading to the barn. They will not be opened. They will be saved until the next time the Eagles are kicking the shit out of the Vikings. Hey, be fuck you, Eagles. I'm on this show. Where the fuck's my bottle? Okay, that's what I got to say about them. All right? That's a damn. That's, I mean, that's a way to suck up to them. <laughs> Telling them fuck you is the way to suck up to them. Oh, uh, gosh. Jeez, that's just disrespectful. How dare they? I can't believe it. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with I'm a Giants fan. Something along those lines. Um Watch if you get home. If you get home and there's a box on your porch, you're gonna feel so bad. I will. I'll tweet something out saying, "Sorry, I said fuck you, but still fuck you. Your Eagles, and I'm a Giants fan." (laughs) So that's what I'm gonna say. (laughs) No, in all seriousness, I got great respect for the Eagles. I really do. Uh, And Howie Rosen, he's probably sent you that so you'd. You know, maybe get drunk a little bit and buy some clothes that fit you and and do that. That's probably why he sent it to you. Um, Either way, Eagles, Rams, all right? The Rams have been one of the most pleasant surprises in football, right? The Rams, their defense, a pain in the butt. They got, of course, Aaron Donald still up there. They got some other guys with... They're a little bit bigger than in years past, the Rams' defense. I think that's kind of what's what's interesting about them up front. Um, maybe not as like fast and as disruptive. Uh, then the offensive side of the ball, hey, we know Stafford's the man. You know, McVay's going to come up with ways to to get – you know, I think we got Cooper Cup back this week, right? Him with P- Puka Nakua and all of that. I get it. But I just think this is too much to overcome here in this one. I, I feel like this one is one where the Eagles will slowly steamroll the Rams as the game goes on. Where we'll sit there early third quarter and go, oh, man, look at the Rams. This is good. This is a great game. But ultimately, I'm going the Eagles 34-20. to 20. I just think up front – they are going to wear the Rams out as this thing kind of moves along. And and then we know what happens. It becomes one-on-one outside, and Devontae and A.J. Brown start to go off. But I really worry about Stafford being protected in this game more than anything. I don't know what to make of this one because the Eagles have not been overly impressive this year in any of their games. And we both made the Eagles a best bet last week, given eight points to the commanders, and they screwed us, and I tend to hold a grudge when that happens. Not enough to pick the Rams to win this one, but I'm not going to pick the Eagles to cover the spread. I've got 28-24. Rams find a way to stay within 4.5. Eagles win the game and move to 5-0. and oh. They continue to rack up wins with this early season. Somebody at 345 Park Avenue likes them. Maybe they've been sending booze there, too. Maybe that's the key. Send <laughs> yeah. booze to the schedule makers, right? That's how you get all your easy games early, build some confidence, and then you get your tough games later. But I think the Eagles won't have an easy time of it, but I think they win 28-24, so we both agree on that. And, and, uh, the, but you've got the Eagles covering. 
I don't. Where's right. Stafford's Jets health? You know, have you heard anything there just before we move on? Like I you... said earlier, I said. Oh, earlier, sorry, sorry. Participated in practice on Wednesday. I knew that. Okay. Cup's I, the I just... one that we really don't know. Yes, Cup was right. limited. I don't know that they're going to bring him back this week. But Stafford fully participated in practice. Tough son of a bitch. I mean, fights a way through anything and everything, and I think he'll be he'll be good to go, and uh, it'll make it it'll make for a good game. All right, Jets at Broncos. Nathaniel Hackett. Sean Payton. Jets turned the corner last week. Broncos got a win. Both teams are one and three. The loser may be done. The Broncos are favored in this game by a point and a half. What gives? What gives? Their their defense is is caca, as my mom used to say. Uh, so uh, I mean, I mean, what it is. <laughs> But that's is that an Italian that's, phrase? Italian. Yeah, it is. I, I think, think it is Italian. too. I think I've heard it up here too. And I, well, what does it mean? Though that's what I'm not sure. But shit. Okay. It means shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Kaka. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, who do you who do you like in this one? Um, it, this isn't. I mean, it's got a lot of storylines to this football game. Uh, I, I tend to. I'm leaning Broncos here in this one. I am. Now, one, uh, the Jets, as we saw again last week, you can run the ball on the Jets, right? I think Denver will run the ball enough. I think Sean Payton in the passing game is creative enough that it will make some plays against this this, uh, Jets defense, which I know was good, but not as good as we all thought it was going to be. I mean, let's be serious. Can the Jets defense start a game out being dominant? Can they end a game? I mean, gosh. The, the Chiefs held the ball for eight minutes to end the game the other night. That's insane. You know, they let them go up and down the field to start the game. 17 nothing, Boom. Just like that. Now that's where that's the disappointing thing to me about the Jets. We knew the offense might be trouble. right? We didn't think the defense was going to get behind in every game and then not be able to close out games at the end. That's, that's disappointing to me. Um, so, I, you know, the Broncos and Sean Payton and that offense, I, I, I see a lot of good. I don't think it's, like, that bad. They're close. It's not horrible. And especially when you just wipe away that, that Dolphins game, you know, okay. And then the defense, yeah, it's, it's not good either. But I don't have enough faith in the Jets' offense yet to sit here and go, they're going to go into Denver, which is a hard place to play. It's going to be on the grass field. It's going to slow the Jets down a little bit and all of that. And, hey, I know everyone thinks that the Jets are going to be pumped up about the Nathaniel Hackett, Sean Payton thing. Sean Payton and that group are going to be pissed off, too, and they're going to try to make sure that they don't get embarrassed here by this whole situation. I'm going to play uh, Broncos 23-20 in this one, Mike. Wow, 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 wow. See, if we believe the Jets turned a corner on Sunday night, and I believe they did, this is the game the Jets have to win. This is it. If they lose this one, they are done. This is it. Aaron Rodgers talking about coming back. There's nothing to come back to if they don't win this one. The Broncos defense, not good. The Jets offense, turning the corner. Brees Hall no longer on a pitch count. That's something Robert Sala, the coach of the Jets, said this week. I just feel like this is a game the Jets have to win. The Jets will win. The Broncos defense is overmatched. I've got Jets 27-20. I'm surprised that the Broncos are one-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm surprised you're picking the Broncos to win after what we've seen from them lately. Jets win. Jets get to 2-3 and three before they go to 2-4 and four against the Eagles before their bye week. So, that's where we are. Your by the pick way, is Kaka. Way, it's Kaka, okay? That's My what I got to caca. say. <laughs>
This comes from Greek and Latin and Irish and Serbo-Croatian and Armenian and Old English, and it's all over Europe. The caca is all over Europe. So uh, anyway, plenty of languages using the word caca and the Broncos defense fitting that bill. Okay, (laughs) Chiefs-Vikings, Netflix quarterback series game. Kirk Cousins going to a baseball game on Tuesday game. Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorites. First time ever Patrick Mahomes and the Vikings get together. First time ever, well, at Kirk Cousins. They, they played once in Kansas City. First time Mahomes ever goes to U.S. Bank Stadium. I know what this one's going to be, Chris. Let me go ahead and start. Yeah, come on. You have to go first. This is, a, this is always your territory here. The worst thing that could have happened for the Vikings on Sunday was the Chiefs taking a 17-point lead, losing the gas pedal, almost blowing the game, Mahomes throwing two interceptions, almost three, almost four. The officials helped them out on the one that occurred on third and 20 with the, the game still in the balance. The, the Chiefs are going to be firing on all cylinders. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be fun. And it's going to be a game that the Chiefs find a way to ultimately win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. And I actually think that the Vikings will cover. I do, but I still think the Chiefs will win. 35-31, Vikings cover by a half point, four and a half point spread, but the Chiefs win the game. Late touchdown or a late stop, a late something that the Chiefs will will their way over the Vikings to win the game. Yeah, I mean, hey, the, the Vikings, we know the defense is better, right? There's, there's no doubt about that. It's, it's better than last year, but it's still not great. All right, so yeah, I expect the the Chiefs and kind of like what you said, the way they played last week, I expect their offense to b- bounce back and be super focused in this one. And uh, on the other side of the ball, I you know I I think Minnesota you know can move the ball on the Chiefs a little bit too. You know, I'm a little the Chiefs defense is really good. I don't last week I don't know what happened. I feel like they kind of played like, hey, we're gonna play conservative and we think the Jets offense will mess it up. It wasn't their normal creative schematical approach there, right? Um so I think they bounced back in a little in a little bit of a way as well here. I'm going Chiefs thirty five twenty seven. I think they do cover the spread and uh, you know, and shove it right where the sun don't shine for you and the Vikings. Interesting to see what the Vikings do defensively. I know we got to take a break here, but they blitzed a lot less often against the Panthers, only 30.8% of the time against Carolina. you got to be careful about blitzing Patrick Mahomes because it doesn't matter. He'll extend the play and he'll make you pay. Yep. They may drop more guys into coverage and try to confuse Patrick Mahomes, but we shall see. When we return, primetime games for Week 5 on the joint collaboration of Chris Sims Unbuttoned and PFTPM. We'll be right back. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Don't forget, on DraftKings Sportsbook, this season new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app. Use promo code UNBUTTONED when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Sunday Night Football, Cowboys 49ers. Game of the week. The 49ers favored by three and a half points over the juggernaut Dallas Cowboys. 80% of the spread money is on San Francisco but wait until the Sharps and or Sharks start circling. They may start putting money on the Cowboys. This should be a great one. This is one I wish we didn't have to pick. I just want to enjoy this one. And part of the fun of Sunday night when we do Football Night in America and we get to the final segment of the show and we get to make our picks is like finding out who everybody's going to take because we don't know. But you and I, We we make our picks on Thursday. Yeah. Now, we do reserve the right if we really want to, to change it just before the game. But I don't think we have. I think you may have done it once. I don't know. But I, I'm just – I don't want to do that. I'm ready to take my hand off the checker on Thursday because that's what we do. So we do it now. Who do you have? Hand off the checker. 49ers, Cowboys, and what's the score? Well, I'm a member of the fighting Kyle Shanahan's, okay? So I'm a little biased here. All right, and uh, that's who I'm rooting for too. You know, I, I am. I, I root for my buddy, and and some of his other, you know, some of our other friends on that staff. Now I got great respect for the Cowboys. Like I know they're real. I do. Here's here's the difference to me, or or the thing I look at a little bit. The Trayvon Diggs, him being hurt. This is this this is these are the games they're gonna miss him. This is it. Oh wait, we're a smaller defense. We need more people to stop the run. That's where Trayvon Diggs was special. And, hey, I can play, man. I can play Brandon Ayuk. Don't worry. I'll be okay over here. Put that extra guy down in there to stop McCaffrey in the run game. So that's where they hurt. That that's hurts them. No doubt about it. Here's the other thing, too. This 49ers team, is they're different than last year in the playoffs. Last year in the playoffs, it was still a little bit of like, hey, you know, we're managing Brock Purdy. He's still a rookie. We're not just going to let it go. Their offense is better now than it was last year. It's not even close. McCaffrey has got more of a defined role, and they have more tricks and things and bells and whistles for him. Debo Samuel is healthy and different this year. I know he was a little banged up last week with the ribs or whatever else, but the legs and the ankles and all that are good. Ayuk's damn good. Right, Brock Purdy, another year in the system is phenomenal. 
So, yes, because of that, I like the 49ers this one. And, of course, the 49ers defense is amazing too. I look at it and go, if the Cowboys are going to win this game, they're not going to win it running the ball. I don't think they can run on the 49ers. They're going to have to win it with Dak Prescott throwing the ball down the field and outside the numbers. To me, that's one thing I look at with the 49ers still and go, if there's a place to be had, if you have good receivers, like we saw Mahomes last year in San Francisco, if you have good receivers, you can attack them out there. And if Dallas can do that, then maybe they can win. But I'm going Niners 24-20. So you got the Niners to win and to cover. Yeah. I am going Niners 27-24. I think the Cowboys cover this one barely. I think the folks in Vegas have it right. That's about the margin in San Francisco on grass versus on turf. I think it stays close. The Cowboys understand they got to give their best punch to the 49ers if they want to have any hope of being the one seed when January rolls around. They keep it close, but they ultimately get no cigar. 27-24, the 49ers win. All right, Monday Night Football, Packers at the Raiders, Devontae Adams, Revenge game. Packers one-point favorites. They get that extra day. We've seen that every week now for a Thursday night, short week. One of those teams plays all the way on the following Monday night. I think we've seen it every time now. The Packers get that extra day. The Raiders desperately need a win. Do they find a way to do it against Green Bay with an over-under of 45, Chris? I I go back and forth with this one. I, I don't feel terribly comfortable with this. I don't. I know, I know we're going to have Jimmy Garoppolo back, right? So that's a positive, definitely. I, the, the, what I've seen from the Packers a little here as of late has scared me. It, I, I can't lie. You know, the defense showed certainly some, some cracks last week. Jordan Love has been just a little too inconsistent for me. I'm going to take the Raiders to win this one at home. You know, I, I don't sit here necessarily and go, oh, man, I feel great about that. But I think with... The Packers, their offense still finding its way. They're a little simple still. That favors the Raiders. And then on the other side of the ball, I, I think the Raiders' offense is kind of close here. And Jimmy G being back, and I think Josh Jacobs is close to being back. They're going to be able to run the ball a little on the Packers. I'm going to go with the Raiders, 27-24. I mean, it is a very real dynamic. We're four weeks into the season, and teams are going to be better than they were week one, more opportunities to kind of – flourish and develop the offensive line, et cetera, et cetera. I still like the Packers in this one, 23-20. I just don't have a lot of faith in the Raiders right now. The Raiders got to win another game before I'm going to have any faith in them. And I'm not ready to assume Jimmy G is going to be back. We haven't seen any practice reports yet. Today's the day. Thursday's the day because they play Monday night. I know. He missed that game. Concussion protocol. And, you know, there's a weird – I was asked this question yesterday on PFTPM. There's a weird dynamic at play here. When they first implemented the return-to-play protocol in 2009, there was a presumption you would miss one game after a concussion. Then it went the other way. A lot of guys coming back immediately after a concussion. Now, after last year, you get a concussion, you miss at least one game. We'll see if it's two games for Jimmy Garoppolo. Either way, I like the Packers 23-20. We'll take a break. Best bets and Folsom Prison Blues. Folsom. Folsom. Folsom Prison Blues. I haven't been drinking. You can't blame it on the COVID. The seals have not been cracked. Chris Sims Unbuttoned PFTPM Joint Mega Picks Podcast Week 5 Best Bets at which we suck, at which we are caca. Chris, give me your first piece of caca. 
for our best slash worst bets for week five? I, I think that I'm going to go with the under in the Bengals-Cardinals game is the first one I'm going with there. I think it's going to be low scoring, defensive struggle, not going to be easy. Uh, it sits at 44 and a half. I got the game at 20 to 16. Uh, I'm going with the under there. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans right out of the gates. Simple analysis, much better quarterback. And the Texans have been awesome the past two weeks. 20-point win at Jacksonville, 24-point win over a Steelers team that had won two games in a row. Texans over the Falcons, who seem to be struggling right now and are, for some reason, two-point favorites. Yeah, okay. I like that. I, I, I hear what you're saying there. Um, I'm, I'm going to stay in this 4 o'clock region of the games here, and I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think four and a half is a little too low. Uh, I do. I just look at the Eagles, and I just think they're a little too physically imposing for the Rams football team. I think they'll slowly wear them down. I got them winning 34-20, and they're favored by four and a half. Fascinating to see what Aaron Donald does when they line up for the quarterback push play. Maybe he's the guy who can blow that up. Right, seriously. I'm going to go. Since you're going late afternoon, I'll stay late afternoon as well. I like the Jets getting points in Denver because I like the Jets to win this game. If the Jets are going to be anything this year, if they're going to have any chance whatsoever, they have got to beat the Broncos. They have the extra motivation that was handed to them by Sean Payton. I like the Jets to win, especially since they're getting points. Yeah, I, and listen, and after this, I don't know. I really don't know what I feel comfortable with. I thought about the 49ers because I could see them winning. I got them winning by four. I could see them winning by more than that. All right, but I'm going to go, I'm going with the Chiefs here. That's what I'm going to do. All right, four and a half. And the more I think about it, I think I should have picked a bigger point spread. I think that defense for the Chiefs is going to be pissed off with their way to play. And Mahomes is going to be back at it on the offensive side of the ball. I've got the Patriots giving one to the Saints in this one. Bill Belichick needs this desperately. If they lose this one, the wheels are going to come off for the New England Patriots at home got to beat the saints they'll find a way to do it all right give me your Folsom prison blues pick the one game straight up that you're putting everything on i'm taking the dolphins over the giants same dolphins that's it for today that's easy low hanging see ya enjoy the games see you next time the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.